0: Hey, welcome to Bible Chunks, where we read through the Bible in the chunks or sections based on themes that it was designed to be read in, so we can get a better handle on the story of God. My name's Kevin. That's enough about me. Let's dive into the Word. Today we'll be reading Matthew 13, 1 through 58, just 58 verses today. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea, and great crowds gathered about him so that he got into a boat and sat down. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. Then the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? And he answered them, saying, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For to the one who has, more will be given, and he who, he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, As for what was sown along the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. He put another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field, but while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, the weeds appeared also. And the servants of the master of the house came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have weeds? He said to them, An enemy has done this. So the servant said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he said, No, lest in gathering the weeds you root up the wheat along with them. Let both grow together until the harvest, and at harvest time I will tell the reapers, Gather the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. He put another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in this field. It's the smallest of all seeds, but when it has grown, it's larger than all the garden plants and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour till it was all leavened. All these things Jesus said to the crowds in parables. Indeed, he said nothing to them without a parable. This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter what has been hidden since the foundation of the world. Then he left the crowds and went into the house. And his disciples came to him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He answered, The one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed is the sons of the kingdom. The weeds are the sons of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is at the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are, ga- weeds are gathered and burned with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will gather out of the kingdom all causes of sin and lawbreakers, and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears, let him hear. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who, on finding one pearl of great value, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and gathered fish of every kind. When it was full, men drew it ashore and sat down and sorted the good into containers but threw away the bad. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all these things? They said to him, Yes. And he said to them, Therefore every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who brings out his treasure, what is new and what is old. And when Jesus had finished these parables, he went away from there. And coming to his hometown, he taught them in their synagogue, so that they were astonished and said, Where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? And are not his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? And are not all his sisters with us? But then did this, where did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, The prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and in his household. And he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Jesus is known as a parable teller. He's known for many things. He's a miracle worker. He's he's the righteous son of God, but in a lot of his teachings, he taught in parables. And parables are short stories that have heavenly meanings. They, They have meanings beyond the story. And so Jesus begins these parables with, the kingdom of heaven is like, the kingdom of heaven is like, it's like this. And he doesn't just tell you straight out he causes you he tells you a story which causes you to contemplate and to think. And I, I, I'm not going to go through all of the parables today, but it is important to notice that he starts with the, the parable of the sower. And it's important that he starts with the parable of the sto- sower. And the reason for the, per- the, the parable of the sower is that he gives these four categories of people who are going to hear his word, the, par- the, the people who uh, the, the seed that falls on, on the path, those are the people who just almost give it no mind at all, because the care, the, just the enemy chokes it out before it even has chance to take root. Then there are those who are the seed who are sown on rocky ground and they, they shoot up real quick, but then as the cares of the world come, because they have no depth, they fall away quickly. Then there are the people who, who are sown among thorns and they, they start to grow, but then the cares of the world start to choke them out. And they don't last either and then there are some who are who where the word falls on good soil and that root goes deep and it actually produces more yield than that one seed Uh, so that one turns into a hundredfold or 60 or 30 and and the crowds don't initially get it nor do his disciples but his disciples come to him and he explains it to them never once does to somebody ask Jesus to explain within the Gospels, uh, explain a parable, and he turns them away. In fact, anybody who would come, he explains deeper things to, uh, proving that these are the ones who the the seed fell on good soil. And so uh, the question that is within this parable that isn't uh, expressly given is, what soil are you? What soil do you want to be? See the if if you're a soil if, if you're the path you could care less but if you're uh, on the rock or or the rocky ground or the, the thorns you're going to desire uh, to or you should desire to be that good soil and so the one who is good soil is going to lean in and he's going to he's going to f- try to find out more and more and, and, and draw even nearer and nearer and so the the unansw- the unasked question in here that is implicit is, what soil are you? And the desire then should be that we are good soil. And the ones who continue to go prove that they are good soil. But then he comes and says, the reason that I'm telling them in these parables is because seeing they don't see and hearing they don't hear. They're proving by their inaction who they are and and what they desire. And he's also telling these parables because if you remember the previous chapter, He's starting to get confronted by by the scribes and the Pharisees, and so he starts speaking cryptically and, and telling these stories, almost to conceal the kingdom from those who don't want the kingdom. And so he goes and he he tells story after story, parable after parable about what the kingdom of heaven is like. The parable of the weeds, where the, the this one is surprising because Jesus explains this one as well, and he says that the 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 place, the field, is the world. It's not the church. It's the world, and he sows his word into the world, and the enemy also sows his word. And, and rather than condemn and rather than than try and root out the unbelief, now Jesus is promising to do it before the end or at the end, where there'll be no more confrontation, no more cause for sin, no more no more evil or suffering, and Jesus will gather his people into his barn and so he if you'll notice a lot of these parables are overlapping he'll, he'll tell the same story twice in two different ways like the woman with the wheat or sorry with the little the leaven and uh, in her bread or or the the, uh, the the hidden treasure in the the pearl of great price the, the pearl of great value It's the same same parable, just told in two different ways. And the parable of the net is the same parable as the parable of the weeds. He goes and he catches just a whole bunch of fish, and then he sorts them out at the end. And so I think what he's telling us is that we are to go and sow indiscriminately. We are to go and tell indiscriminately. Trust that he knows who is his, and that he will sort it out at the end. And then we get towards the end, and we find out that Jesus finishes the parables, goes from there, and coming into his hometown, he's teaching, and the people are impressed by his teaching. But they're thinking, this is the son of Mary and Joseph, and we know who his brothers are. Where is he getting this teaching? And they're they're not impressed with him, and they're not uh, accepting of him, and, and he says that a, a prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and in his own household, and so he didn't do very ma- many mighty works even in his own town, because of their unbelief. And so as we wrap up today, I want to ask you, what does this section of scripture tell us about who God is and what he's like? What he wants for the world, what he wants for us? What does it tell you about yourself? And then finally, what was it that the Holy Spirit was stirring up while we were reading? Take those thoughts, turn them into prayers, and we'll be right here again tomorrow. Till then, God bless.